Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Trevor Woods here with SB Nation's Maize and Brew after another Michigan victory. Michigan improved to 6-0 on the season last night after picking up a win on the road against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Michigan jumped out to a 13-0 halftime lead before relinquishing that lead twice in the second half. But Michigan clawed their way back with a Blake Corum touchdown run and a couple of Jake Moody field goals. Combine that with two stops by Michigan's defense the last two drives of the game that netted the Michigan D a fumble recovery and turning Nebraska over on downs. Jim Harbaugh called it a Clint Eastwood win, meaning Clint Eastwood, a Hollywood, 91 years old now, but uh, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood from the biggest westerns to some of the biggest movies of the 70s and Dirty Harry to what some consider one of the best westerns in modern history in the 90s called Unforgiven with Morgan Freeman. Clint Eastwood is an embodiment of Americana and Americana toughness, blue-collar toughness, which Jim Harbaugh enjoys. So no surprise, there is a Clint Eastwood reference after a game where Two teams slugged it out, but Michigan landed just a couple more punches and knocked Nebraska to the ground for the final blow. Now, how did Michigan do? That is a subjective question, and I guess I'm going to try to give you some objectively subjective answers. But there was a lot of positives, in my opinion, to take out of this game. And a lot of it, to me, boils down to attitude. It was a game that was rowdy. 
the second week in a row where Michigan's on the road in an environment where the fans are really into it. Last week, Michigan fans recall at the start of the fourth quarter, Michigan jumped around to the song Jump Around, a Camp Randall staple. They made that dance their own and went viral. Dax Hill, Michigan safety, said they wanted to steal their juice. Well, guess what? The same premise, the same concept happened again at the start of the fourth quarter in this game where Nebraska played the ACDC song Thunderstruck. A bunch of Michigan players started jumping up and down to that when the lights went down and there are only red lights in the stadium. It was very theatrical on Nebraska's part. It was a real cool environment during that Thunderstruck song. And that's just another example of Michigan looking it up into the crowd and not fearing it, but embracing it and making that energy their energy. That's the type of stuff that leads to wins just as much as X's and O's. They're attached at the hip. All offseason, Michigan fans heard about a new culture because of the revamped staff, how Jim Harbaugh brought in NFL coaches like Mike McDonald, who was the linebackers coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Matt Weiss, who was the quarterbacks coach and running backs coach at times for the Ravens, Mike Hart, who was obviously one of the best running backs in Michigan's history. Here's my point. All them hires, what they're advertised to be, it's looking like they are what they're cracked up to be, right? We're six games in, and yes, Michigan's had their ups and downs throughout this season, but still, got to feel good about where they're at right now. A day where Alabama lost, Michigan's undefeated, and Alabama isn't. Michigan's undefeated, and Ohio State isn't. Michigan's undefeated, and Penn State isn't. So it's definitely not bad to be a Michigan Wolverine as we inch closer to mid-October and then ultimately towards the first Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is the game versus Ohio State. There's a lot of things still unanswered, a lot of things Michigan still needs to clean up, but like I said, it was the fight. If we just boil it down to fight, attitude, energy, the vibe surrounding the program, the belief these players have in one another in the locker room, I think it's at a pretty good place right now. A reflection of that, in my opinion, is starting quarterback Cade McNamara. McNamara is really blossoming into a good leader on this team, a person that other players look up to. And just what Cade says, they got his back. After the game, McNamara, he talked with ESPN literally moments after the game, and McNamara, this is a quote-unquote, said, Michigan teams in the past, no disrespect, but I think I've been at Michigan. We lose this game sometimes. I think this is a testament to the guys in that locker room, the coaches who made a commitment to make this year different. I think we have something special here. McNamara went on to give Jim Harbaugh credit, saying that the team noticed that Harbaugh has been putting even more energy into this year and just says it means a lot. They care about winning. Now, McNamara's comments there, in my opinion, are not throwing any other Michigan team that he's been associated with under the bus. Michigan fans 
wanted accountability, and Cade McNamara is saying, hey, hold us accountable. We're holding ourselves to a really high standard, the highest standard there's been in a while. They know that the 2-4 and four season wasn't acceptable. So what we're seeing is all these off-season comments go further into motion. That's all this boils down to, that Michigan, they're not satisfied with this 6-0. and They realize all the losses that have happened the past few years, and as Kate McNamara said after the game, they're sick of it. They're sick of losing. So that's a good thing. If you want to differentiate yourself from years prior in that manner, that just becomes an analytical conversation, doesn't it? I mean, just that's that's right on a piece of paper when you boil it down to wins and losses and this defense raking in the top of stuff and then last year ranking in the bottom barrel of everything. I mean, that's not throwing the 2020 Michigan team under the bus. That's saying 2020 can never happen again. It's a good thing to be reminded of that year. It's a good thing to say, hey, we would have lost this game last year, guys, but you know what? We didn't lose it this year. Look at how far we've come. And I just find that to be tremendous leadership from Cade McNamara. And him and Jim Harbaugh embraced after the game moments after. And McNamara, you know, he tries often to be an even-keeled guy and have a stone face. But uh, every now he lets up a big smile. And he had the biggest smile you'll ever see out of him after the game. And uh, that's the same for a lot of those Michigan players. They're absolutely fired up. Jim Harbaugh was fired up after Michigan won. Him and Aiden Hutchinson locked necks and were screaming at each other, but in the most positive of brotherly ways. It was just a really good night for Michigan football. Doesn't come without some negatives, of course. Uh, the defense, they did give up a good chunk of yardage and production to Nebraska on the, in the second half. Adrian Martinez really started to find a groove, passing the football, threw for three touchdowns in the second half. He also had a rushing touchdown. Michigan kind of neutralized Martinez in the second half. But beyond that, uh, Scott Frost, he changed up his game plan to where he didn't run Martinez as much. He got popped pretty good a couple times in the early going. And Frost seemed to kind of abandon that game plan, but he didn't abandoned it completely. There was still a lot of RPOs. There's still a lot of play action from Martinez, and he really, really shredded Michigan's secondary at times. And that was a little disheartening, but it's football. It's a four-quarter game, and not every quarter is going to go your way, especially on the road. And Michigan dug down deep. They found a way to win. Even some of the guys who may have made mistakes, uh, Jamon Green, for example, might have made him some mistakes, but he also made some really, really good tackles, really good tackles for any football player, but especially a cornerback. Uh, Dax Hill, how about him? He made some really good plays, some crucial plays in the second half. Brad Hawkins, same thing. Uh, you, you saw a lot of guys step up when it mattered, and... That's all that matters once it's said and done, right? Once the dust settles, Michigan won this game. They can move on. They can unpack the good and the bad. Uh, Let's jump to offense and Cade McNamara's performance. 
Now, Michigan had a little more success running the football today than they did a week ago against Wisconsin, who had one of the best rush defenses in all of college football. But uh, it, still, McNamara, he threw the ball 38 times. He was 22-38 for 255 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. It almost looked to me when it, it, like he thought there was going to be a free play. Either way, whether you thought that or not, it should have been called uh, offsides on the defense, but uh, no matter what, it's a, it was you can't bank on that, and it was a bad pass by McNamara. But McNamara started to find some chemistry with Dalen Baldwin, who's already had chemistry with five-star freshman J.J. McCarthy. They have two long touchdowns in the year, but Baldwin was open a lot in this one, and McCarthy, uh, not McCarthy, McNamara, McNamara, he missed him a few times. Baldwin's six receptions for 64 yards could have been a lot better. Baldwin could have easily had a couple touchdowns. These are the type of plays that McNamara needs to hit. Uh, it's just not going to cut at this type of performance against the best of teams. Now, with that said, I thought there were some positives to take away from some of the incompletions. McNamara is not just a check-down quarterback. Let's get that straight. He is careful with the football. It was his first interception given up on the year against Nebraska. But he's still trying to push the ball down the field. He's being aggressive. He's taking chances. And on some of these incompletions, he's not that far off. The question is, can McNamara get better at those? Or is this kind of who he is, accuracy-wise, or just his overall ceiling, period? Obviously, J.J. McCarthy still looms, and he looms large. And McCarthy isn't going away, of course, and he's going to continue to vie for more playing time. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. There's no quarterback competition (laughs) As I said a week ago, there is, however, a quarterback luxury uh, where you, you have a quarterback in McNamara who's already shown he is not going to make the big mistakes. He's going to get a lot of teams in college football victories. But then you have behind him McCarthy, who is noticeably faster, taller guy. He can uh, get to the edge. And he has some real top-tier arm strength, it appears to be. But, then, like I said, McNamara, can he get better? That's, that's the question I think every Michigan fan wants to answer to. And we just don't know yet. And, yes, it's six games in. And uh, all I can say is it's worked to this point. We'll see if it keeps working. And we'll see if... McNamara can continue to develop chemistry with receivers like Baldwin and others. It's important to note that McNamara didn't have much starting experience heading into this season either. Not a whole lot more than even McCarthy, who <laughs> he has no starting experience. So uh, not, a, not a ton on the resume of McNamara. So I encourage Michigan fans to be a little more patient with him, give him a little more time before making some complete determination that the keys need to be handed to McCarthy. So, moving to the running backs, um, Blake Corum, another good day in this one, and 
had one rushing touchdown late that put Michigan back up after they relinquished the lead. That was clutch. A lot of physical runs between the tackles for Quorum today. Something that uh, he did a little better gain those extra one, two yards than he has between the tackles in a couple games where there's little to no space to work with. So I thought Quorum had a pretty good game. But the star at running back in this one was Hassan Haskins. He had a couple goal line touchdowns, but Hassan, he had a 50-yard run late in the game where he hurdled in a very high manner a Nebraska defender, and he stuck it, stuck it perfectly, and just kept running down the field. And it was definitely one of the best hurdles I've ever seen. It was definitely a thrilling play to watch live. And Hassan Haskins, just the heart that guy shows as a pass protector, as a runner, whatever they ask of this guy, he's going to do it. Special teams, throw me in, coach. Hassan, if you've ever had a chance to meet him or hear him talk in an interview on YouTube or wherever else, just a good spirit about him at all times. Definitely somebody who wants to do the right thing is never in a bad mood. So a tip of the cap to you, Hassan Haskins. Now, another area where I actually wrote about it heading into this game in my Keys to a Michigan Victory article, and I was talking about special teams and how it could indeed boil down to the leg of Michigan kicker Jake Moody. And, well, they needed every kick Moody made in this one. Moody went four for four, and if he misses one of those, it's a tie game. He misses two of those, Michigan loses. But because of Moody, Michigan won 32-29. to Moody is now 14 of 15 on the season. And he's shaping up to be an NFL kicker if he keeps this production up. So another tip of the cap there. Tip of the cap to Hassan Haskins and tip of the cap to Jake Moody. And hey, while we're giving tips and caps, Brad Robbins... Looking solid once more, a long of 57. The game was in doubt at certain times, but apparently the Michigan team carried less less doubt within them than the fans watching the game. Uh, to Harbaugh's point, Nebraska's offense, it was, it was creative. They were doing some things, trying to exploit some matchups, whether it was a running back on a linebacker, or uh, just different personnel groupings that was kind of ticking Harbaugh off to who's subbing in, who's subbing out. And then there were times where Michigan wasn't getting enough time to sub in. And it actually cost Michigan on the goal line where Adrian Martinez got a touchdown. Michigan was kind of caught in the middle, and they weren't allowed enough time to sub their guys in properly and get them set it was it was quite abrupt and the officiating the officiating wasn't good in this one wasn't good enough uh some long delays some unnecessarily long delays even when the uh review was pretty obvious there was one where Hassan Haskins had a clear first down and it took what seemed like forever for them to say hey it was a first down Jim Harbaugh said he's never seen anything like it where 
Haskins, a player, was like nine yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Now, it wasn't nine, but it was definitely more than enough to the naked eye to say, hey, obviously he got a first down. So that was a trend throughout the game. Uh, another trend was, as I mentioned, what Harbaugh mentioned about the different personnel groupings and, and stuff and the constant changes of who's coming in, who's coming out. And Harbaugh said there should have been an illegal formation, things like that, that, you know, they, they it bit Michigan by default. And then Nebraska on defense, some more uh, dirty laundry. Harbaugh said, and McNamara, Cade McNamara said that the Nebraska defense kept trying to simulate the snap count by clapping, and they got away with it a couple times. And uh, Michigan, McNamara, Harbaugh, they were all pointing it out. And after a couple times, they were warned. Nebraska was warned, and they stopped it for the rest of the game. But Harbaugh made the point that that should have been a 15-yard penalty, and he's probably right. That's definitely not cool. So there's a, a couple things that were a little cheap that Scott Frost did, uh, strategically cheap. And uh, some people, uh, like the Oakland Raiders of old, would say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But I know Harbaugh doesn't subscribe to that, and I certainly don't either. Uh, there's definitely some certain tenets about Scott Ross, that, <laughs> Scott Ross, Bob Ross, uh, <laughs> Scott Frost, that rub me and a lot of Michigan fans the wrong way, and he's been doing that for a good 25 years now. So nothing new there. But to summarize everything we've talked about, to summarize where Michigan's heading next, let's just get the facts on the table. Michigan has a much-needed bye next week. A couple games in a row that were pretty physical, a couple road trips. It'll be good for Michigan to get their bearings about them, get healthy. They have a few guys banged up like Roman Wilson. Get those guys healthy, and they should be back for when Michigan takes on Northwestern at Michigan Stadium on October 23rd a game that Michigan should win. I do like how Michigan's schedule is setting up. I like that there's a bye for them. I like that the opponent after that. And I do respect Pat Fitzgerald. You can't count Mr. Mr. Fitzgerald out of any game or situation. I do have a lot of respect for him as a coach, but this looks like a pretty bad Northwestern team. So it's good to get a bye. They get a team to the level of the Wildcats, but not much more before a really huge game it's looking like against Michigan State to where there's a good chance Michigan and Michigan State will both be undefeated heading into that one in East Lansing, Michigan. And what a spectacle that will be if that does indeed happen in that manner. It'll definitely be heading into the game, the uh, game perhaps of this storied state rivalry, the biggest. The bottom line is you have to be happy with where Michigan's at. They have a lot of pieces that a year ago they simply didn't have, and it didn't look like they could get it fixed in a year's time. And that's exactly what's going on for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and his coaching staff deserve a ton of credit. The Michigan players 
deserve a ton of credit for not getting too down and not believing all the negativity, all the people who weren't giving them a chance before the season. 6-0. and They're 6-0. and A lot of people wouldn't have guessed that Michigan would have a starting quarterback with just one interception, that the running back duo is one of the best in college football, that the defense has life and creativity despite some blunders. And hey, playing on the road isn't easy. And Michigan passed tests in back-to-back weeks in hostile environments. Football, sometimes it's just about escaping with a win. And that's what happened at Nebraska. Nebraska, they've been a team that's fighting this year. They were competitive against teams like Oklahoma and Michigan State. And the same remained true against Michigan. Nebraska, they are creative on offense. They have a dangerous quarterback. Adrian Martinez is the best quarterback Michigan's faced to this point in the season. And Michigan made some mistakes against that quarterback, but hopefully they're the type of mistakes that sharpen them in the weeks to come, that they played a guy like that, that they can shore up those mistakes. So hopefully, right, that's the hope. But Michigan came out victorious today, and for now, that's all that matters. And as Al Davis once said, just win, baby. That'll do it here. Just want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, this is Trevor Woods from SB Nation's Maize and Brew. And you can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Maize and Brew. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and practically wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Please leave a review, leave comments, and I'll get back to you on them. We love feedback and we love everything you have to say. We read every word just as I hope you listen to every word. Take care.